0: Alex
1: Adam how's it going good how are you oh just lovely
0: oh it's one of those days around the world of hockey isn't it oh god always Alex.
1: Is. it always it is. is I
0: think it is a very extreme spectrum today on the two-on-one podcast uh, Alex I got excited because I was trying to use as you know my mic never works and that's why I always sound like <laughs> crap I was trying to work on it today the light came on still wasn't showing up on zoom though so you know one day so, Thought we could have started the episode with good news, but uh, we'll, no,
1: we'll get it one day. I believe.
0: And I'm just looking at the uh, We can't say this. We may or may not, but by the start of February, have a return. Yep. Hopefully, um. So that could be good news, not too long away. Um. But here's here are the topics we're going to talk about on the show today, or at least that I jotted down. Alex, if there's anything I've missed here? I feel like I'm missing something, but I can't quite remember. Read about
1: uh, maybe it'll, it'll come to mind,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, on the side of the Leafs, the very uh, eventful game between the Florida Panthers and the Leafs last night. Um, yeah. some injury news also out of Toronto, uh, and, and actually, many injuries coming out of Montreal. Uh, Ken Hughes spoke today, and of course, we'll go over the Winnipeg Jets Montreal Canadiens game last night. Um, besides that, you know where's the jingle, Alex. <laughs> it's time to talk about the Vancouver Canucks because Jim Rutherford has spoken, and uh, it it was worse than I thought it'd be, Alex. But yeah. to begin, I think we should talk about the topic that is setting hockey Twitter ablaze at the moment. That is the Ivan Provorov stuff. Uh, defenseman for the Philadelphia Flyers is normally in 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 the news for the fact of what are they going to do with him one day. Um you know uh, all right, so here's how it is last night uh Ivan Provorov was not participating in the Flyers warm-up before the game. I believe he did play uh which has been a contentious point for what I'm about to say here um he did not participate in the warm-up because he did not want to wear the team issued pride jerseys. Obviously the NHL have this really really bad habit of having these really cool jerseys for warm-up. You know, I said Alex, where it's like the hockey fight through. Anytime there's a cool event, instead of making full game jerseys, the NHL just make you do warm up ones. Um. Anyway, though, um, Ivan Provorov doesn't wear it. Post game, John Tortorella does say some stuff. Provorov says some stuff. I have uh some quotes here. Uh, Gianna Han has a nice thread on Twitter. I definitely mispronounced her name. So sorry about that. Um, this is sort of what John Tortorella did to open the whole uh saga here. Post game. With Provi, he's being true to himself and to his religion. So, timeline-wise, Alex, of course, we find out the news to do. After the game, we find out about the warm-up thing from Tortorella. He's the one who first break this. Uh, John Torilla said about why Oven Provorov did not skate in warm-up with the team. And uh, when they wore their pride jerseys on pride night, he was the only player who didn't skate. The rest wore the jerseys. Uh, John Terlorella said he did not consider not playing Provorov because uh, because he didn't warm up. He said he respects Provorov as always true to himself. Then, of course, they did speak to Ivan Provorov. They did make him available to media. He said, quote, I respect everyone, everybody's choice. My choice is to stay true to myself and my religion. Said so he won't go into any further detail, uh, any won't go into it any further and will only take hockey questions. He did clarify his religion is Russian Orthodox flyers. Shut down any other questions. Now, a few more tweets here that I think are very, very important to bring up. Waiting for Scott Lawton, Ed or James Van Reemsteck. Just wanted to inject some positivity into the thread. Asked Lawton last year why he's so passionate about this being Friday night. If he has a personal connection, his response was simple. He just wants to be a good person. And then from Lawton, another uh, quote here. I know Provi spoke. I know Torts did. Me and JVR just got back from a room with about 50 people from the community. Sorry to hear the dog, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a great night, amazing initiative, and something that has been close to, uh, that's been close to me for a long time. I know Reamer, too, so I'm going to leave it at that. Um, and then something else. I think we've had those conversations, and I think they're ongoing. And you know what? I think uh, it's come for a long time or a long way. Uh, those conversations will still happen, everything along with that. Um, all right, Alex, you did tell me that while you're at the gym today, you were thinking about this topic. I'm going to mute myself so you can go on because Tubson is a very bad dog.
1: All good. Yeah, it was just, I, I was it, I was trying to figure out how I want to con- convey my thoughts in the most... Um, appropriate manner, I guess would be would be the way I want to put it. It's just i I i I have issue with the I personally have issue with the scapegoat of um of of him using religion as as the reason to think again, I'm not religious. I'm not going after anyone who is. I have friends and family who are. But I, I I don't I just if you do if you do the if you do some research as I did last night and this morning just more so because I was curious about about the views on LGBTQ plus um, community by some religions it's very. Not the way that it's portrayed. So I think to me, it's escape. To me, I, I think it's a cop out to use that as an, as an answer, frankly.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, I, I am not a, a pious individual, I'll say, Alex. Um, but you know what? I'll, I'll never sort of give anyone crap for their religion, almost no. on their faith. Um, but you know, what I will say about it is, you know, the idea and what I ever hear about, the idea of a faith in that and family and, and togetherness. Right. Um, I think a gesture like that, it, it it divides more than it does bring people together, in my opinion. Um, and I think a good example of that is the debate that's going on. And some people being like the whole thing of his choice to do it. I think it's just, mm-hmm. a bit, you know, I, I'm just, people can have their own opinions. I don't think we need to bring a light to any of it. Um, but you know, it just made me feel a bit yucky, I won't lie. Um I, I I will say I think it's very good of Scott Lawton to say what he did. Uh again, and Graham Reemsdyke they're doing their stuff. I like that. Um, and just to think of I respect everyone, I expect everyone, I respect everyone's choices. I just that just sort of yeah, but, but do you, Ivan? But do you? It's just I, I I wanna believe everyone's a good person, Alex. Um, but that just sort of I, again I'm not an expert. About you know Russian Orthodox and the religion itself. Neither Hell, might. I don't know much about the Catholic religion, and I was you know, I think I'm technically Catholic, or it was. I don't you know, I don't know much about it. It's not an area of of my knowledge. I know too much about cap stuff, and in the league <laughs> religion, it's I'm kind of blind. But that's the line. That's yeah, line. man. It's like I, hey, let I know I'm not gonna make a joke. Okay, here. okay. <laughs> yeah, it just it just I felt like a little yucky seeing. I,
1: I, I, I also want to add I always uh, I, I don't love it The I always laugh when I see uh, the conversation of politics and sport
0: mm-hmm. because no, it's it's
1: be, because you have to be respect I mean uh, you have to be blind uh, or you not literally like you have to be you have to purposely block it out like it literally has been happening for decades this idea that it hasn't been in sport until until the last 10 years is a lie like it's a plain lie and there's there's examples the olympics and the world cup are prime examples of politics in sport if you do the research um uh on some of the bids and 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 stuff like that you'll understand that Mm -hmm. hmm Actually, politics has have been in sport for quite some time. So this idea, the the pro, what it comes down to, to me personally, like what I I've observed, is what it comes down to, is is it your politics in sport? That's what it is. Like whenever whenever the discussion comes up, so it, and and I'll use the example, like some people don't like the. Um, it's not a con- as contentious a subject, but not uh, some people don't like necessarily the, the the military stuff or the national anthem. That's a great example.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Some people don't like it, right? Because it's been politicized.
0: The, the, the oh, so you like the people kneeling for it? The end. yeah,
1: it's been politicized. Yeah, that's one group of people don't like it because it's not their politics. Now, this people don't like this in, but it, if whether you argue it's politics or not. I mean, I would argue it's not, but they see it as politics. It's not their politics. That's what it comes down to. To me, I have my observation. Politics has been in sport for decades.
0: I I got two points on that. First off, I mean, some of the most famous athletes in history, part of their legacy is their social justice. Um, There's a very famous basketball player and a very famous boxer who will tell you all you need to know about that to be, you know, to mention that. Um, and so, you know, let's just ignore that for a second. Um, it's funny that you mentioned the anthem stuff, because this is not the first time I completely forgot about this. This is not the first time John, um, John Tortorella sort of been criticized because apparently a few years ago, he said, if anyone protested during the anthem, he'd stick him on the bench for the whole game, which is like, Oh, John, stop it. Um, and that resurfaced, uh, after all this and in, in the hours following, um, the Flyers game and that. I'm going to read you two statements here, Alex. One is from a, a, a Flyers spokesperson, and the other one is the NHLs. So going to start with the Flyers here. Quote, the Philadelphia Flyers uh, organization is committed to inclusivity and is proud to support the LGBTQ plus community. Many of our players are active in their support of local LGBTQ plus organizations, and we were proud to host our annual Pride Night again this year. The Flyers will continue to be strong advocates for inclusivity and the LGBTQ plus community. Um, I think if if I know anything about PR, that's just sort of like, you know, separating, you know, that thing on Twitter, it's like my views are mine and not that of my employer. Trying to like the flyers themselves being like, hey, we still are in the, you know, they're all, you know, covering their own butts. And here's the one from the NHL. And Frank Saravelli has this, if you want to read it. I just, I want you to guess the first four words.
1: Um...
0: Hockey is oh oh for yeah. Everyone. yeah.
1: I, I saw I saw that man yeah, yeah.
0: man. I love it. <laughs> hockey is for everyone. Is the umbrella initiative under which the league encourages clubs to celebrate the diversity that exists in their respective markets. And so the, so these, let's
1: in, in the first sentence they don't address what the controversy is. They uh, just throw it a random a, a random.
0: I don't thing. think they. I don't think Provorov is named. Here. oh
1: okay
0: um, so yeah hockey for is everyone is the umbrella uh, initiative which the league encourages clubs to celebrate the diversity that exists in their respective markets and to work to achieve more welcoming and inclusive environments for all fans clubs decide whom to celebrate when and how with league council and support players are free to decide which initiatives to support and we continue to encourage their voices and perspectives on social and cultural issues. Sure, that is, um, you know, if 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 the whole sort of the flyers and their thing in Provarov there without naming him, is a uh, view of my employees, not mine. I think that's the NHL thing of also being like, you know, it's not it. It's so it's so it feels like Batman himself would write that. You know what? Hey, listen, you know we say this, but you know the decision of the players isn't my thing. That's that's mm-hmm. their.
1: Thing. Yeah. Oh,
0: that's such an NHL. That state. was
1: that was. That's an all timer right there. <laughs> that's a classic. File it in classic.
0: Hmm. Man, and like Aaron Ambrose tweeted about this. Pierre LeBrun was talking about it. Um. Listen, man, I, I don't. I would assume that maybe I, I'm guessing this. This obviously isn't a policy, but you know, I, I don't know how you also could if you could force a thing of like, this is a team activity. Like here's what I just kind of love Alex. Right. Is, you know, um, you know, Tyler Sagan, famously, his relationship with the Bruins went South after he missed a team breakfast, mm-hmm. um, you know, all that kind of stuff. And Ivan Provorov refuses to participate and not wear a pride jersey. And somehow he, Tyler Sagan was more sort of outcast by it. Um no, I don't know how his teammates, like obviously Scott Lawton sounds very not happy about it. It's just sort of um man, it's is hockey's for everyone, eh? I love I love yeah. that line for all the wrong reasons.
1: If if I had to take a guess as to what happens, nothing.
0: Oh god, yeah, I agree. Oh, you, you nailed it around the head, Alex. Yeah, I don't
1: I don't think much is gonna is gonna come of this. Mm-hmm. yeah
0: no i agree like, with you I,
1: I just like the thing we're just we're not gonna change his opinion like all all millions of us yelling at him uh, is not gonna change his opinion
0: no <laughs> right. no um anything else you want to touch on with ivan pro rob john tortorella
1: um no i think that's everything i think i said what i had to say
0: um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if this is the last time we talk about this, just because I doubt the follow up will be, as you say, there will be anything, but we'll be sure to mention it it's not because, oh, sorry, if there is, because, um, man, uh, there is, if there's any sort of story, the NHL don't want, it's stumbling like this, but you know,
1: I, I mean, there is something about John Tortorella, but it's on a completely different subject.
0: Just go ahead. He's, okay. He's, so, right
1: now. Yeah, yeah. Did we talk about the iPads?
0: No. So what? He <laughs> he, he banned them from the fires <laughs> bench. Yeah. Did he give a reasoning why?
1: Uh, he did. It was it was something about they weren't concentrating on the game or they weren't concentrating on on being present. They were focused on their last shift, which might give him a little credit for on that one.
0: I mean, sure. I mean, remember famously was it Zabana Chad or Crider Kreider took like Rangers game last year? Mika Zabana or Kreider had ripped the iPad from the other and just tossed it on the ground. Yeah. Um. You know. Hey. Yeah. If it's, whatever. It's it, if, there's a difference between doing maybe video post game in a team meeting or something compared yeah. to. You know,
1: something no, it, I I guess the reason I want to bring it up is so. This'' we're, we're, this is a series of John Tortorella moves, and it's created so much outrage. Like is why is anyone surprised? Like, first we talk about uh scratch they were t- we were talking about scratching Kevin Hayes. then, um,
0: they did scratch him,
1: yeah, they yeah, they did. but like the, his reasoning and, and stuff oh, yeah. like that, him being the leading scorer and then talking about the all-star game. And he's like, I don't care. It's like, okay, ask 31 other head coaches and let me know what their responses are, by the way. And then, and then taking the iPads away. It's like, guys, what did they bring John Tortorella in there to do? I don't care. If they're seven, three and oh, in their last 10 games. What did they bring him in there to
0: do? I think this is his last job. Um Last coaching job, I should say. Because it's starting to feel a bit old man-ish. Like, I'm starting to get a little, and I, listen, I've gone on about, like, the good side of Tortorella and his, like, his horse rescue stuff, but, you know, it's at some point it's just sort of, like, old tricks. Right. And I, I, I'm i starting to feel the same way about him that I do Jim Rutherford.
1: Oh, we'll talk about Jim Rutherford. I think we, may, we might well, disagree. We might disagree. Um <laughs> I don't know if it's his last job. Like, I, there's always going to be such situ- messes that need to be cleaned up. And he seems like the type of guy that will clean them up. Like, it's, I know it's cliche. Like, I, I it's the NHL, man. Like, I don't know. I, I think as long as he wants a job, I think eventually he will find one.
0: Oh, what a sport.
1: Why do, and, and why will he be the next coach of the Calgary Flames? But we'll move on. we we'll I'm just joking. I didn't
0: I just wanted to throw that in there, And Full <laughs> circle back to that 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 line brawl when he tried to get yes. into the locker room, Man. Yes, yes. All time moment. All time moment. Legend. Okay. Um, I think that's that's it for for that. Oh, yeah, God. yeah. Oh, the Flyers. Okay. Jim Rutherford speaks, and oh. oh, and once again, Alex. Um, where do we want to start? Because there were a good few sections here. Do we want to talk? Actually, you know what? First thing we should mention, um, because I think this was the more the most recent story to do with them was about Tanner Pearson. Um, surprise, surprise. Uh the the organization basically said they did they did it. They did uh they, they did, did the due diligence. You know, we would one of the doctors said, ah, you know what, I would I would get any of these surgeries on a member of my family, uh, which okay, cool. Um, I don't know what else we expected from there, but it was just sort of whatever. There was stuff to do. Apparently, it's not a completely new medical staff. They did keep some people. There was an evaluation done last year, apparently, and then they did some... I I don't think there's too much to say on the Pearson stuff. It was addressed, and I don't think there was just... uh, There wasn't anything you wouldn't expect to hear.
1: Yeah, we'll see what the NHLPA does.
0: Yeah, that still has to happen. (laughs) And they don't get involved for... They don't get get involved often for anything, but um, the fact that they were around is sort of and it's it's really funny that I don't think anyone, whether it's been JR or the doctors, have mentioned Tanner Pearson's quote. Like, we haven't heard from him. Yeah. I don't think we will. Yeah, probably for not. now. But obviously, he could be focused on his. But we we haven't heard from Tanner Pearson or any quotes from Tanner Pearson, which except um,
1: his agent. I think uh, he had he had mentioned something.
0: Has he? I don't know who is his agent.
1: Man, let me find th- out.
0: Patriz. I just love hearing there there's always this big juicy situation. And then it's like like let's say like five biggest storylines about teams leave, like players leaving and two of them are always represented by Brisson. It's like, yeah, he's re-signing McKinnon now, and it's like, oh you know, no, Caulfield's going on, and this guy may leave his team. It's just a, it's gotta be a messy job being an agent, but I guess it's yeah. worth it the money.
1: Uh Joseph Resnick is his agent.
0: Sounds familiar.
1: But maybe yeah, he didn't concept. say I will pull his other clients up. Um,
0: that sounds like a familiar Jake Muzzin,
1: Jared thing. McCann, oh, wow. Boone Jenner. Oh, okay. Warren Fogel.
0: Oh, he's, just, he's got some good, gay, good Jacob,
1: guys. Jacob Middleton.
0: Oh, okay. He's, so, Chris Tierney. He's got some good guys. He does some good guys. You know, good for him. Good for him. Okay. I mind. can't.
1: F- I can't find the joseph that's,
0: that's fine, the quote, that's fine. I, I, if Sorry. it was explosive enough i'm sure we would have seen it yeah um but yeah okay where else with jr where do you want to go okay
1: here? so there's a quote uh he said there, there was a conversation about rebuilding yes so he said we're not essentially we're not rebuilding i wouldn't want to use the word rebuild I would. I'd rather use the word retool or something like that. And that We're co- not
0: looking towards a rebuild. I'd rather call it a retool. Okay, the-
1: fair. I can't believe how much outrage this has caused.
0: So uh, here's with a problem, and I heard Jeff Merrick made this point. I don't always like calling you Jeff Merrick, but I will because basically Rutherford sort of added that they want to prioritize young players rather than draft picks, right? Which yeah, that sounds like a retooling type thing. Yep. Um, the problem is, and this is what he sort of mentioned, what Jeff Merrick mentions is those ideal type players around their 26 age. If a team's willing to give them up, they're probably going to end up being reclamation projects. Yeah. It's, but what, what exactly do you mean? What I mean is why is
1: everybody surprised? Let's look at Jim Rutherford's recent history. There's been he there were multiple times in Pittsburgh where he could have said we might need to do a mini rebuild or whatever, right? Towards the back end of his time there, the last couple of years. But he didn't want to do it. So why are you surprised that the man who doesn't like to do a rebuild and is known for making trades isn't going to do a rebuild? What did you like? You know what I mean? Like why? I don't understand the outreach. To me, it was automatic, automatically assumed this team, despite what I said last episode, I it, it's I just assumed they weren't going to go through a rebuild considering the staff they they had brought on. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I'm not surprised that him saying we're not going to go through a rebuild, it, it's not surprising to me personally.
0: I'm just trying to it's it's funny. I just quickly really want to get off some of his trades, right? Just to see the kind of stuff that he would, you know, the type of moves that he's never afraid to make, right? Um and I forgot there have been some real whoppers in here. Yeah. AKA let's never forget the Jason Zucker trade, the Kaspari Kapanen trade. And he gave up a first. Why
1: the the two uh Kaspari Kapanen trades?
0: I will refer to the first <laughs> one as the Kessel trade. <laughs> As <laughs> a respect for your favorite player, come on. Um, no, the uh, they, the the uh, they quote could have gotten more from some people. Uh, oh my god! Uh, the Patrick Marlow deal He gave him <laughs> a third for. Oh wow! Um, there was the. I'll see. Yeah, I mentioned the Zucker trade, and before that, the Phil Kessel trade. Both Phil Kessel trades. Um, yeah, yeah. There's the other Phil Kessel trade. Um, we know that he's never been afraid to make stuff happen. Um, Listen. As long as you're deciding what direction to take, but then here's the, but then here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. So you want to get younger? I would assume because Jim. Uh, there was also a quote in here. Where was it? Um, I think I called it. Well, I I have a note that I can't say here because I just made it. A very bad word. Uh, <laughs> we're stuck with contracts we can't move. Mm-hmm. It was something else he said about he was disappointed in his own job clearing cap space. Yet, yet Alex, right now they are interested and they are negotiating with Kuzmenko. And apparently, and I I can't remember who this was, but a short term deal they're talking around seven million dollars. Who, I, who
1: I, reported that? Who reported that? Was I, it, man, I, was, it was it a certain to... TSN? uh reporter i don't say his name tracker <laughs> maybe <laughs>
0: um,
1: but, Listen, yeah. I,
0: but the point is they're going to resign this guy who has what like sure, 30 sure. points and 40 odd games
1: yeah um not me ma- okay least- yeah seven millions a lot but
0: yeah mm-hmm. so see if they go term uh-huh. and again it's just sort of like what's that going to do for you Cause then it's like like Tyler Myers after this UFA cycle goes, they'll have a year left. You can move that. He, that will oh, be a
1: problem. I, I don't know, man. Like I, I, everyone, and and we've I think we've said it on on the show here too. Like we're guilty of it as well. Talking about oh, just trade this guy, just trade that guy. Who's making the deal? Like in the summer, players were going for nothing. Max Pacioretty got traded for nothing, and say what you want about his playoff career, but he is a bare minimum thirty goal scorer when healthy. He went for nothing, right? Like there was the report.
0: I'm just going to cut you off because Tyler Myers. I'm going to correct myself here because so he 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 after starting July 1st, he has a year left. So I thought, okay, maybe you retain half the salary that brings to the three million dollars. You jump him to Arizona. It's going to cost you a pretty draft pick, but that's a move, right? That's some cap space. And then I realized he has a 10-team no-trade list starting God. July 2022. Sorry, go on there. Jim Benning, uh, Jim that Benning Masterclass.
1: class.
0: That does not help my um, case. I,
1: I, I don't think it's as easy to move players in this environment. I think it was who had tweeted it. It, was, it wasn't it was washinsky I, I don't remember who, who had tweeted it. And essentially, they were saying that 17 teams are using LTIR right now. Oh. 17.
0: So I'm looking at current. This is the money that comes off of the books for the Canucks right now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, besides, like, not roster guys, I don't care. Michael Furlan will be off the books. Okay, so that helps. Um, if I'm looking at this right, yeah. Colin D'Elia. Who really care? That's not a big problem. Uh Luke Shen, who will traded. be traded, but that's only eight hundred fifty thousand dollars. Kyle Burrows, who's just about seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. Um, Some guys that I just aren't aren't worth it. Um, Kuzmenko is the UFA, and there's the five point five of Bo Horvat. So if you want cat space, Alex, plus the million dollars, you are going to get into a bump here with the Canucks, and I don't think it's ever been. Here's the Canucks' biggest problem, right? Is for them, it's it's just save the money. How do you stop your? How do you save capital? spend it because all that sure. money that's going to come off the books, if we're it to be believed, is just going to go straight to Kuzmenko, <laughs> and
1: and and JT Miller,
0: and oh, I don't <laughs> right
1: year. Oh crap! So um, oh, crap. I, I oh, agree, and
0: have a professor, which and,
1: you, have, you yeah, enjoy and he, I think Rutherford. Hinted at buyouts. You
0: did that last year.
1: Who did he buy out last year?
0: So he hinted towards. He's like, we could use, we could use buyouts. Do it, man. Then, then, Dude, then do I, it. I, I, then like, do
1: it. I, I, don't know what the buyout looks like. I'm just gonna pop, put it up right now. I uh, is all for Eckman Larson gonna be bought out.
0: Man, um, so is that the one you're gonna calculate quickly? Yeah. Please do, you know, you do that. I'm going to do Tyler Myers.
1: Just so I, I have it here. So it's a wild cap hit. Uh, so it's eight years. Jesus. Uh, eight years. But I think oh, it'll be weird. Can I change the bio date? Oh, it's already there. Never mind. So next year it would be a cap hit of 146,000. And then the year after that, it bumps up to 23 And then it goes two years of 4.7 and then four years of 2.1. And Arizona eats some of that eats 12% of the buyout too, because they retained. So That's
0: not bad, actually. It's not great, but it's not
1: bad. It's not bad, especially as uh, I'm going to say it, Adam, when the cap goes up, that 2.1 or like that 4.7 is going to be a tough, tough thing to eat. But that 2.1 for the back half won't be horrible.
0: Um, another note I want to put up here, and here's what's really, really annoying, is now it is not. Um, why are, why are my, my links are not working here? I hyperlinked everything <laughs> just in case. Okay, I got. It. Uh, this is from Thomas Durant. Um, This is in regards to Bill Horvat. I believe we've taken our best shot uh, on Bo Horvat with the offer we made on the table. Right now, it's fair value for what he's done up to this year. We're in a pickle here. He's had a career run, and he's looking for money. Um, so that's him basically saying he's that. bull Horvat, your captain, the guy that you've, you, you, you've basically admitted he's he's priced himself out the market. Correct. That's a bit, man. I, I would. And you let it get out that he rejected the deal that you lowballed him on, by the way, which I think is not, which he apparently was not happy with. Thirty two thoughts guys talked about that. Alex, this is even the most disrespectful thing that came out at this press conference, too. Um, there was the one where, quote, I thought we were rebuilding. We're pretty close to the bottom, which, um, I mean, you know, just if that's a thing to Bruce Boudreau i say, wait a minute. You that's, think that's a
1: thing to Bruce Boudreaux?
0: I I, I, I don't uh, Where Some people were saying maybe it is. It could just be to everyone. I um, think
1: that's to the, more to the players than it is to Bruce Boudreaux. Yeah, like, personally. The one
0: you, like JT Miller, who you just signed. Um, yeah. Well, there, here's, here's the one that was a real kick in the dick to Bruce Boudreaux, right? Quote, All I can say is that Bruce Boudreaux is our coach right now. But with that, I'm calling and talking, but don't know that we're making a change and don't want to make a change. Which is, it, that's a lie that they don't know. You do know. You have Rick Talkin is waiting.
1: Yeah, this this is what a unbelievable look this is.
0: Bruce Boudreaux is a saint that he has not said. Like, the maturity on display from Bruce Boudreaux, you know, um, there is a sort of, uh, there, is, there is speaking your mind like Jim Rutherford is, and then there's just having a bit of respect. This is a Hall of Famer. Jim
1: Rutherford. Bruce. This is a Hall of Famer, dude. If I'm Bruce Boudreaux, I don't quit. Like I saw some people say quit, and I'm like, no, no, do not quit. If they if they are going to fire you, you let them fire you. You take their money. Like you walk away with Francesco Aquilini's money because you can't. You don't quit. You don't. You do not quit. I don't care. Because at the end of the day, like I we were talking about this last episode. I I don't think, I I think people, within the league, looking at this situation, understand the situation. I I don't think people are stupid. Like I don't think, this what's gone on under Bruce Boudreaux at the Vancouver Canucks is going to ruin his next job in the NHL.
0: No, I think people, I think people understand that.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, two more quotes. I'll just want to quickly go over with you here, Alex. Oh, First yeah, off. Uh, Jim Rutherford, all of the core players aren't going to end up being here. And then here's another one. Uh, Jim acknowledges that while the team is expected to play hard, he can make decisions designed to set the team up for the future, a.k.a. tanking. Uh, also says that buyouts will be on the table, as you mentioned, yes. uh, for contracts that cannot be moved. Um, okay, so when I'm thinking about core players that won't be there um, without making a joke about Bo Horvat. Um, Henderson will hopefully be there. Apparently that's yep. their untouchable. Quentin Hughes will be there. Um, so it's it again, so it goes on to because you can't move Miller, you can't move OEL. Uh, we know that Tyre Myers is is either going to Arizona or will be bought out, basically. Um OEL, again, flip a coin, maybe not a bad idea, that buyout. So if we look at remaining core players, Alex, that leaves Brock Besser, who is Who's gone? who is is probably going to... So let's just look at this in the frame of they want to make a hockey deal, right? Okay. Yeah. So if we look at big names, I don't know if you're... Thatcher Demko, if that does end up happening, I mean, that can get you up, But, you know, I, I really don't want to think they're going to do that. Um, but if we look on defense, the name... right, I mean, Travis Chairman isn't a member of the core, but I had to mention... <laughs> I had to... How is he still an RFA... Always oh, got our Who cares? Uh, uh, Luke Shen is obviously the name that they're going to move, and we'll probably get a good return. Who at this deadline who's interested is going to give you a hockey move for a UFA like that? A.K. What roster player are the Leafs or Tampa going to give you? And I mentioned those two because, for I mean, they're going to pay Shen in the first round, and we're going to care about that for the playoffs. So let's just get that out the way. Yeah. Like, who's going to do that
1: for Luke Shen? Yeah. Nobody. There, but there is one team in particular I've been thinking about for Brock Besser, and I just want to double check something.
0: Because, because the only other people who could be moved realistically, who are not core, or you could maybe argue with the core, I don't. I just don't know if you would say they were. Would maybe Ilya Makayev, who has a modified no trade plus a twelve-team no trade list, by the way. Um, Garland And then Besser Besser who wow, Three years UFA Did you find the team yet? I did At 6.6 million Who's the team?
1: The Minnesota Wild
0: Yeah but do I...
1: There's one guy in particular That who? fits what they want The only thing is He is not Signed past this year Who? Matt Dumba. They want a right-handed defenseman Yeah Matt Dumba is a right-handed defenseman.
0: So the money from either moving Myers or OEL or 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 however you get rid of those contracts, and you're not trading OEL, basically goes to him. Dumba, if you're re-signing him long-term, and I feel like Dumba would like to play in the Canadian market. Mm-hmm. Seems like that kind of guy.
1: Right now, like right now, he what is the I don't know how we're gonna have this conversation, but let's do it. Like Matt Dumba is 28, makes six million dollars. He'll be 29 in the summer. What on earth does his next contract look like? Like, it's got to be something similar to what he's earning right now. I don't think it's drastically. I don't think it's drastically going to be different. Like, I don't think his worth is what it was three or four years ago.
0: It's um, well. Here's the thing: is he. This year, he's already, he's only at like 12 points. He hasn't, remember, he used to be the sort of like bell of the ball, everyone go get Matt Dumba. And I I don't see it being much more than what he is now. I don't think he could command a Pareco deal or anything. But no. unless the team's dumb enough to get, he is a right handed defenseman, though. He is right handed. We got to be, if he does get a raise, I can't imagine it's much more. But the question I will counter you with there, Alex, is if we look at the wild and we know everyone knows about the cap situation and that. Would they take on three years of Brock Besser? If this is Brock Besser of a couple of years ago, I think we're all like, hell yeah. But the space he's in right now, you know what I mean? Especially when well, he did the boldy extension.
1: That's true. I mean, from a P- Besser perspective, he's from Minnesota.
0: I was going to ask that. Isn't cl- he from anywhere?
1: close to home? Like, is there a better situation for Brock Besser? Did he I don't think so.
0: To, uh, did he go to? Uh, oh no, he played at North Dakota. North Dakota. How dare you!
1: Yeah, like I, I don't think there's a better place for Brock Besser than than Minnesota, unless he doesn't want to go there. Like then, uh, I don't know. But to me, that would be a great place for him to go.
0: Off the top of my head, they would probably need to put more into the deal, though. Vancouver. see if it's a, yeah. see if it's a, um, if there's an extension, <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh god.
0: It's like, do you do a Luke Shen Emperor? No, no, you can't. No, sorry, I but I mean Vancouver would need to. I like you know, is that the defenseman that it just doesn't I could see where you're going with it? So Besser's the the only other the only other not core core member that's worth anything is Connor Garland. Brock Besser always said you're gonna get something good for him no matter what route you take, but Garland, who's on pace for like 16 goals this year, maybe like 40-ish points because we're right at the halfway point. He's got his big contract. He's got three more years after this. The 4.9, you could probably move that, but I don't know if you're because he's a feisty little bastard. Yeah. like But then if here's what I want to know: how serious these con these talks have been? Because it sounds like again Besser and and um. Besser and Co. have sort of been on the move. It sounds like for like a year now. Him and Garland. How far have those conversations gone? Like, how? What is a league-wide, you know, sort of evaluation of of value for Connor Garland? That's what I want to know.
1: I would love to know that too. Like, I, I think one other thing that it all comes down to, and I know you're going to hate that. I'm going to bring it up, but I'm going to bring it up anyways because. I just think it's I just I just think it's a fact. What does the salary cap look like next year? Like we're with the exception of Bo Horvat, who, to be honest, even, even though he's a UFA, if you're trading for him, you're gonna want to talk extension with him. Um what does the salary cap look like next year? Like, are you going to be able to afford these guys? Because if it's only going up a million dollars again, we're having a completely different conversation than, Hey, it's going up three, $4 million. That's almost, that's two thirds of Brock Besser's contract. Right? Like I love how we're sitting here with all these unknowns. It's frustrating for us sitting here with all these unknowns.
0: Imagine the 30,
1: imagine the 32 GMs having to now, and listen, I have no sympathy for those guys. Those guys have dream jobs, but like, there is like a, yeah, like notice how there's no, like, what are the trade rumors going around? By it's January 18th. What trade rumors are going around other than Brock Besser?
0: Where and, is Jacob Chickering going? It's been like
1: yeah, man. two years. Like, Where it's dying down so much because there's no, no, no one has any idea what's happening with the cap. So I think that's another thing, too.
0: um um, i'm gonna agree with you uh it's really funny you know what one of my favorite things from kent hughes is he'll talk about last year how the canadians were last but they were number one at cap friendly um i love how the canucks right now are one two three four five six and eighth highest cap hit team this year um that's never a good place to be and they're probably gonna get worse so um you know Oh, god, I remember a couple of years ago when we were talking about that it was like uh, it was it was gonna be a layout of like the same year they had a bunch of UFAs. We did it one year and Horvat was one of them. And you know, I always thought that he was gonna stay there and then it just doesn't uh doesn't look like it's gonna happen. Uh, it's not Jim Benning's fault anymore. Why would you give the KF trade protection, by the way? <sighs> that doesn't make sense to me. Anyway, uh the Leafs. Uh Matt Murray gets pulled. Tough start against the Panthers only for William Neeland to lead them back with an overtime winner. Love it. For <laughs> uh, love to see it. How's so, the game go?
1: Okay. So you know how uh, on this podcast, I've been quite adamant that Matt Murray has been fine. Yes. Just fine. Nothing yeah. more than fine.
0: You've been team Sansonov since the summer too.
1: Yeah. But yes, I I indeed have been, But The reason he's just been fine is because he has really good games, right? He has a stretch of really good games. And then he has nights like last night in Seattle. This Mm -hmm. is why he's fine. No more than fine. Like, that's it. He's no, not great. He's fine. Like, dude, some of these I'm just like, how? Like, why?
0: Just save it. I don't know. Or any glove side. I think three of them were. I saw people saying it wasn't a lot of that game wasn't at Murray's feet. I was obviously got the watching game, so they're liars.
1: I so, thought, listen, I thought there were there were some goals that he really should have had.
0: You know, we were talking about the awards at the new year, and what we said at the time was, if Matt Murray can keep up what he was doing, he was a nine twenty four. That's why we said, if he can keep up what he's doing, he can be in the peasant conversation. Since then he's dropped to a 9-11. Mm-hmm. You know, that's still good, but you can start seeing it's sort of a... it's it's a bit of a balancing act right now. Yeah, no, it's back down together.
1: I, I'm okay with it because then I don't have to eat this double spicy ramen that I Yeah damn it. I uh I somehow said I would do. Don't know why I did it, but I did.
0: Come on, Matt. Come
1: on now, buddy. But like the game, it was um mad. Uh, can I just say the NHL needs to really fix their officiating? What a nightmare of a game that was like for both teams. Like I I, I felt bad for the Panthers. I'm like, what on earth are these calls? <laughs> like some of them were like legitimate, but some of them were just like, really? Like you're going to call that. And then it was like just mad confusion. It was, uh, there was a play where Green had, kind of pushed Murray's stick back to him. And then they call a penalty. Then Liljegren went to the box. Then Liljegren left the box. Bennett went to the box. Paul Maurice is losing it on the bench. Then Liljegren ends up with a penalty and Bennett with nothing. And this happens within five minutes.
0: I saw that on Twitter. Yeah. And then I closed it right away because I'm like, I don't want to see what's happening here.
1: No, it's just it was a fun game, I guess, depending on who you're a fan of. I'm sure it was a fun game as a neutral. Um but yeah, like just nightmare officiating.
0: Anything else on the game? Come on, we we have time. We have we have a good bit of time here. Um Thanks for not beating them in regulation, by the way, Alex. Really appreciate it. No
1: problem. I time. I can definitely control that. I'll I'll talk to them next time, you know me. Um no, there wasn't there wasn't a whole lot. Like it was just another fun, fun game against the How Panthers. Was there was a time violence? there was a time he was better. He played with Timothy Lilligren last night. What I will say is I noticed them less, which I will say is a good thing in this case. Yeah. Um, but I'm still on board when TJ Brody comes back, is just give him TJ Brody. Like enough of this playing around. We know we know. We all know who the opponent is when the playoffs come. We all know. It's been said. Might as well have been.
0: Let's start preparing. I think think Victor Hedman looks tired. What?
1: Okay, I'm gonna move on. From what? From what used. No, on. Victor Hedman does not look tired. Maybe
0: v- or Cook. Them. When
1: he comes, but when the playoffs start, I guarantee you, Game One, Victor Hedman will look like Norris. Winner, Victor Hedman. I, I'm on. Yeah, yeah, Luke Shen will fix all the problems. Um, I'm done with playing around. Like, let's let's be ready for the playoffs. Like. You know what I mean? And it's January. I don't care. Dude, this is a team that hasn't won a playoff round in almost oh, yeah. 20 years.
0: 2004. I've heard it before.
1: In almost 20 years. If you aren't prepared come April, oh, my God.
0: I just don't want to. they just just when when something to get this over with, man. I just, God help me, if they lose in the first round, and they don't fire Keith and Dubas. I swear to God. Twitter is going to be the... I'm, I'm deleting it. I'm deleting it.
1: I'm um, deleting. If they not, lose in the first round, I'm deleting Twitter. I don't care. Uh,
0: what What do you think? Unfortunate news. Um, when the injury first happened, it sounded like everyone was hoping it wasn't going to be to a point where it was going to be long-term. But Nick Robertson, who really looked like he was starting to really get a foothold in the NHL, one shot it was playing him. have to mention that. Um, He's out this season. Um, freaking bad luck. That poor guy cannot catch a break.
1: Yeah, be drafted just before COVID, then playing in the AHL, getting injured. Yeah, it's just been tough, tough injury luck for Nick Robertson, and um, you know, hope he comes back better.
0: Um, yeah, man, we like the short kings here, man. We like the short kings. Um, you want to keep talking about injuries though?
1: Yeah. Let's hear it. Oh
0: god. Okay. Uh Jonathan Druin for the Jeez. half oh, is, is expected out um until the all-star break. Joel Armia expected out the all-star break. Uh Jake Allen is gone for a week. Um uh Jake Evans expected out about eight weeks, and cops. Kopsky is probably done for the whole season. Uh, him and Evan so, are knee injuries.
1: So when it comes with with, with With Slavkovsky in particular, I saw in our group chat that Mike said, sorry, Adam, and out of nowhere, right? So I'm like, what happened now? And so Mike's just for context, Mike's been known to anytime someone gets an injury, it could be two weeks. He would just say they're out for the season, but this time Slavkovsky is literally out for the season.
0: All I saw was just, sorry, I'm like, what's happened? <laughs> oh, yeah, and then I, I see a tweet saying something else about, like, Sapkowski, and I'm like, uh, oh, no. Uh, and then I saw it was out. I'm like, God damn it, there it is. Oh, yeah, Kyberdard though. Whew. Yeah,
1: yeah. Kyberdard yeah. yeah. is going to look good.
0: They're going to have to permanently play 70. Matheson will get hurt again. He's back, eh?
1: Oh, is he? Yeah, it's good.
0: Not for long at so, that, though. God damn it! Oh,
1: it's tough, man. It's tough. That's okay. Is I it- mean,
0: <laughs> it's better than January last year when half the roster was filled with COVID.
1: That is true. That yeah. that is true. I think like of,
0: remember when Brandon Baddock got called up, played one game, then got COVID. That was funny.
1: Wasn't he the hey, he, was he from team. the ECHL? Or he was. was uh,
0: he. Guy? I think he was. The, he was in the AHL. though, but they uh, had Cam Hillis
1: play, who was in he, the AHL. I think. I mean, obviously, they'll all those injuries suck, especially because I some of them could have been useful. Might might have traded Jonathan Drouin. I don't. I don't know. Um, well, he,
0: he'll be back after the All Star break. He'll be. You can still trade
1: him. Okay, you can still trade him. I think Slepkowski. The the thing is obviously the worst one of all of them, but no. more so. Obviously, you're not going to trade him, but more so from a development uh, pers- perspective, where where we, everyone was having the debate about where he's going to play, and now you have your answer. Unfortunately, yeah, uh,
0: yeah, he's not. playing.
1: It, it, is, is I guess my question would be, is: Laval having a good year? Nope. Oh. No, oh, because I was I was going to say he comes like by the time he comes back, you we're looking at middle of March. Just say, send him right back to – send him right down to the HL. Could no, be no. on I'm a playoff. The
0: I, okay, no, never
1: mind. Not. It was a good and There
0: spot. could be a play-in in Laval. or probably not oh, good. No. That's they were supposed to be better this year, but
1: – Yeah, that's um, unfortunate.
0: Good at least. Good at least. I'm still not convinced Rayjean. Lul, not Rayjean. That's his That's his Ray-Jagul?
1: dad. Rayjean
0: No, no, no. Rayjean Wool. His son, Jean-François <laughs> Gould. French's name in the organization. Oh, God. Uh, Ken Hughes did speak today, though.
1: I didn't get to watch it. What did he say?
0: Uh, it wasn't anything too thingy, any too too crazy. I will say this: so obviously, Darren Drager earlier this week said that the preliminary talks began a month ago with Caulfield and uh, and the Habs, and uh, he was asked about it. Today, and Ken Hughes said, basically, "I'm not going to be transparent about negotiations." Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
1: wow. Yeah, that's the complete opposite of what's going not, on in Vancouver. Not,
0: not even just the GM, but it's like, yeah, he's a play, He was an agent. I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah. Um, which worry has worried some fans, but it's like, I don't care. Um, it, it, I mean, if they screw it up, then God help me. But, you know, I doubt they will. Um, beside that, I'm just trying to think. It wasn't the most. He did sort of give their own explanation as to why they wanted Slapkovsky in the NHL. Apparently, they would either have weekly or like weekly discussions about it, and they just don't think it's the best thing. And you I I really like listening to Kent Hughes talk about his philosophies of the game and how he talks about development and how unique cases for different players and stuff like that, right? And he specifically mentioned the you know the North American game. And then when you start thinking about stuff like NHL pacing and that, you know, Alex, I still can't say for sure if he should be in the AHL anymore. I've just been going so much back and forth because I, I just, I want to trust this, this, this team so much. And Ken Hughes mentioned right now, you know, the thing of, and this is something Adam Nicholas has mentioned They're you know, guy who's part of player development about like not having to think about when you're playing the game. Right. And just going off instincts and like, mm-hmm. You wonder, can that only be developed in the NHL and that? And I'm just so scarred from Bergevin. I still think it's ridiculous to compare it to the the Emmy stuff. I really do think it is because I think there's so many different philosophical things there. Um, Like this is a team who's in like seventh last and they're they're like blasting music after they beat the Jets. Like there's such a different atmosphere around the team. Like it's just one of those things where you try and have a concrete your own opinion. But man, I just I, I don't know. And what's so frustrating is, you know, here's the bad part about his injury, and the same with Jonathan Juren, right? They were starting to put some games together where they looked like they were getting some confidence back. Like, say, Dodonov's got that, luckily, and, you know, but that it's just like...
1: Hey, don't don't forget about Mike Hoffman's two-goal game
0: last night. That was Dodonov. Oh, wow. Oh. A snipe It was a beautiful shot. It was. But it, it's just sort of like... I. I I, I think it's obviously it's healthy to question people but at some point it's like can I can I just sit here and relax can I trust you with this player I'm just I'm too hurt by the past mm.
1: join the club um but <laughs> when you say philo- like you you brought up philosophical changes between the the two organized the two management groups and I'd say like you brought up the playing music and the dressing room after beating the Jets while in seventh last in the division. And like, I just, I think people it's accept it's been accepted because no one thought they were going to be a a good team this year. Like this is, this was the plan. Whereas under Bergeman, there was no acceptance to be bad. It was, we're going to try to be good And try to make a run, even though there was times where it's like, "Ah, you probably should just commit to something. That's not mediocrity.
0: You know what stands out to me, Alex, as you're mentioning that is, do you remember that episode of Agent Provocateur when Max Pacioretty was on? You saying, what, bad days when you're in Montreal? Like, you're you're sitting there with the boys and you're complaining about the weather and the construction, which, you know, as soon as you live in Montreal and all that comes together, it's not fun. And, you know, how miserable it can be. And you think of right now in Montreal, you know, this is not a good team, Um, but the message is so understood that they're still enjoying coming to the rink. Like, I think that's important for development, man. It's not even just a thing of, like, listen, you can have the argument about, like, the lack of production being a problem and that, and to the organization, it's not, at least. Um. But, like, by the end of it, Kok and Yemi didn't want to stay, and they went to the finals. Like, because there was such a thing of they didn't trust how they developed him. There's a good relationship, and we talked about earlier this year, Kent Hughes and speculating maybe he doesn't want to upset Sapkowski. I'm wondering if I misinterpreted a thing of, like, I should trust the GM who was an agent and whole thing was basically taking care of players and understanding not their wants, but their needs, as people, that's a big difference. I think you can see so far is like you shouldn't hate being a Montreal Canadian, and you know you see guys leave and they're always like, oh, it's so fun here, you know the fans or this whatever, whatever. But it just it's it's different. Like it's something special going to work and enjoying it instead of just mm-hmm. oh god I gotta go. Oh god, we got Tampa tonight. Solid four one loss. Gonna come up here. It's just again. There are clearly good steps and is production everything no but God you'd love to see a bit more you know what I mean it's just oh it, it's it's testing my faith in them not in a bad way you know what I mean I'm not completely upset with them
1: yeah because there's no no matter what there is no guarantee of success like there's no it, nothing is a hundred percent you and like. I think this goes with any team. I'm not just, I, we're talking about Montreal. So I'm singling out Montreal, but they have this cupboard of prospects, right? Who aren't in the NHL yet or not in the AHL yet. There is no guarantee of success for any of them, right? Like that, that's always going to be a thing. No matter team, no matter management group, no matter organization, whatever, no guarantee of success.
0: So Eric Angles actually asked Jack Hughes and what do you think of your guys outside of Montreal? And he's like, I think we have a good thing here, but he's like, and he said the same thing. He's like, until they they play in the NHL, there's no guarantee. No. Um and it's, just, it's just I would really encourage people to just like you listen to Kent Hughes talk and it doesn't feel like he's trying to BS you. The Habs uh, like where they sorry, the Habs um Reddit page, like they have a Twitter account, right? It's pretty funny. And they were going on. It's so nice to actually watch the GM have a conversation, and you can clearly tell he doesn't want to kill every reporter in the room like Mark Bergervin did. Like, when Arvin Basu and the way he asks questions, how he stretches it out, you just, you just, you could tell by Bergervin's face, he wanted to fight the dude. Yeah. But with Hughes, it's just sort of like he's just, he's patient. He'll pause to answer his questions. I enjoy listening to Kent Hughes talk. Um, oh, God, man. My head hurts. Oh hockey. Alex, is it Tuesday or Wednesday today?
1: It is Wednesday.
0: Oh God. Okay. Days almost done. Days <laughs> almost done. Anything else you want to talk about?
1: Um, let me just double check. I don't think there is. So- I love how la- I love how la- literally four days ago or five days ago, David Pasternak was there was nothing there. Elliot said not to worry about it, and then Dragger literally said they've made progress yeah, literally yeah. yesterday.
0: That's Dragon, man. He's just, that's did Dreg. you
1: did you see the Arizona Coyotes third jersey?
0: Looks like a Christmas sweater. Yeah, but it
1: looks it does look nice, I won't lie.
0: I don't hate it. I don't see it's weird. I don't like it as a jersey, but I would wear it as a sweater.
1: It does look like, it. like a sweater. You're right.
0: But I, You're I've right. seen worse. I do like it. I do like I, it.
1: I do have to see. We got to see what it looks like on um on the ice, though.
0: Yeah, that's the big one.
1: That that is that's the big one because I feel like every jersey is like that. Because you really like the Canadians retro reverse, and then not uh, on the.
0: I don't like it anymore. Yeah. After watching, I'm gonna see it in person next month, and I'm not excited for it. <laughs> Not excited for it. Uh, and so you know what? When I went to the, the PK game and some people were wearing it, it looked a little better up close. Yeah. So go maybe far, in, far. maybe in person, and that it's gonna. I just uh, here's what's annoying. It's tough when you have a crab jersey, but then you have accessories like hats and that look really, really good. Yeah. Like I got my mom a retro, like a retroverse, like it was a toque. Mm-hmm. Looked bloody lovely, but you know, it's just with the little red you have on a hat, it looks good. But when it's the whole, jer- it's just um um it's difficult to really describe but like you know hats and that look fantastic but the jersey itself is just uh shout out arbor jack you know what my favorite thing my favorite kind of celebration is alex when when players tug on the logo yeah it feels like such king stuff arbor jack gets into another fight last night as he's going off he's pulling out the logo yeah, I saw. He's that. taking awesome. what PK PK said to heart. I thought of another time, but I don't want to bring it up because I don't want to, I don't want to cause any memories for you. But, but uh, I love when players do that. It's just uh, that's how you become a fan favorite so quickly. I love it. Okay.
1: Oh, one more thing. One more thing. I just thought of. Sorry. Yeah. No worries. The biggest game of the year is happening on Thursday tomorrow.
0: What's the- in the
1: game? The Toronto Maple Leafs versus the Winnipeg Jets. Oh, Did you see that to me? Um Was that
0: Jimmy Pollock? Yeah. yeah, he's
1: gonna yeah. Relax. I, I don't care. Man,
0: man, no, I, it, I, the Jets are good again, but like, I don't care.
1: I there's no they play twice a year. You know what I mean? That's the thing is they play twice a year. I'm like, you guys should be more worried about the team that swept you.
0: It's gonna be than
1: the Toronto Maple Leafs.
0: It's gonna be feisty. Don't you know? Obviously, and,
1: yeah. And Wayne Simmons won't play, and it's okay.
0: It's just kind of like though it's just, but like game of the year.
1: Yeah, it was so funny. I'm like, dude, like, what dude, does that mean?
0: Cut up. <laughs> it needs to be both the Leafs and the Habs have had way more important fun games the past two weeks collectively than the, a game against the Jets. Like, what do you? Like, no, <laughs> no. Oh no, it's How do you let Afghani Dodonov score a pair of goals uh, on your goal? It was Helebak too. You started Helebak against the Canadians and you lost?
1: Well, they did that four times a couple years ago and they lost all four of them.
0: Shifley was there this time.
1: Yeah, he was. Huh, I hate my Did Pierre-Luc Dubois play well last night? He did. <laughs> I thought he did. Good. It'll, it'll be nice to have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Like, he's really, really screwed himself uh, over this. Like, it's cool. It's really nice that he's having a good year. Oh, yeah. And it was just like, dude, it's, you should have said all It's really
0: funny, too, how he's like, um, how how Rick Bones is like, yeah, I've told him I'm going to try my best to keep him here. It's like, man, if you can do it, all power to you, but that is an uphill struggle, my friend. If there's
1: someone that could do it, it would be Rick Bonus, but
0: I just love how it's like the day after he announces his foundation. <laughs> like, uh, if there was if there was one game that the Jets needed to be PR ready for, it was that one. Yeah, but it, like, man, um, I wasn't wait for you. It's either he's either going to be a have next summer or this summer he'll be in the trade involving Florida's this pick if it's not on the top five. That's what's going to happen here. Like, let's just, just all accept the fact that it's going to happen. Um, but, you know, let's just get this over with already. He's not staying, Rick. Hell, I won't even be upset if he doesn't come to Montreal at this point. It's just sort of, you know, whatever. Kirby Doc's good, by the way. Love Kirby Doc. Real good player. Um,
1: That's everything. I,
0: don't have anything yeah, I like Kirby Doc, man. I mean, I'll take all three of them, but, you know, don't get me wrong. But-
1: oh, man.
0: On Bedard, too. That'll be great. Somehow, Matt Benichkov. I like Leo Carlson too. I'd be happy to leave the draft of Leo Carlson too. Yeah, that's it. Why are you laughing at me?
1: I'm not laughing at you. I'm just laughing at Pierre Luke Dubois.
0: Not bless Rick Bonus. He's not staying, man. Okay, that's everything. Alex, no mean
1: do it. Yeah, thanks for listening to another episode. Um, If you liked it, give us a review. Subscribe. Uh, You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. That's everything, I think. There's nowhere else. We'll be back on Sunday.
0: Sunday fun day, yeah. I'm busy Saturday, but Sunday should be good.
1: Perfect. Then we will see everyone on Sunday.
0: Sunday fun day.